All right, so I got the question again this week. Tommy, I want to go on a cruise. Which is the best cruise line to go on? I don't know who that's an impersonation of, by the way, but I get that question a lot. And it's such a difficult question to answer because you don't have an hour and a half to explain to them why it's a difficult question. So you give them a quick little answer. I've even seen the stuff on the web. You know what I mean? People try to answer it. But the reality is, is that unless you're prepared to dive real deep into the ins and outs, the intricacies, the idiosyncrasies of each subdivision under each category for every cruise line, then you probably shouldn't answer the question. And that's why we're here right now. Episode 11, Breaking Down the Big Three. You're listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. Big show today, guys. I'm hoping... I'm hoping I could do this one in a reasonable amount of time, but I got the question again, as I said in the cold open, so I want to answer it. I want to answer it once and for all. This way, what we can do is just keep referring people to this podcast. Uh, If you agree, if you don't agree, some people with experience are going to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Obviously, that's part of the game, and I'm willing and wanting to listen to all of those corrections, suggestions, or whatever, but I like to think the kid has a little bit of an idea of what he's talking about with the research I've done, with the real experience that I have, with the uh, conversations I've had with other people who know what they're doing, who know their way around this whole cruise game. So what I'm going to attempt to do tonight is to breakdown i'm not gonna say i'm gonna not there's there's no way to cover everything there's obviously going to be stuff that's left out because you can spend 12 15 hours on this really but i'm gonna try to go a little bit deeper than i've actually i'm sure somebody's out there has done it but i'm gonna go a little deeper than i've ever heard anybody go on answering that question what cruise line do you want to go on because there's so many answers like for instance If you ask, what's the best of the Bay? And we're talking big three here. We're talking Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, and Carnival. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to say, well, there's so many other cruise lines. Yes, but these are the most uh, popular cruise lines, and they are the ones with the most mass appeal. So, um, and like we said, we're going to go off and talk about those other cruise lines on this podcast. But for the purposes of this show, we're going to talk about the big three. But first... Guys, I put it out on Facebook and on Instagram. This is it as far as the free cruise offer. I'm going to do it between now and the holidays. The first 25 people, so that's going to get up to 50 people. A total of, um, my goal is to have 50 reviews. If we get up to 50 reviews, reviewers number 25 to 50 are getting a free cruise. So that's all it is. You go to iTunes. Always be booked, find the podcast, and review it. If you do that, you're going to get a free cruise to the Bahamas for two. Uh, There's no other way I could do it. We're not chancing it anymore. We're not picking names out of a hat. We're not guessing. We're not, you know, you. if you do this, you know, maybe you might get it. It's official. You're getting a free cruise 
between 25 and 50 and then we're going to stop that's it up until the holidays and by the way guys i understand if you don't think a cruise to the bahamas is a big deal but somebody you probably know does and you're going to hand it to them and it's going to be a freaking christmas gift okay so let's just do it put the reviews up it's always be booked you go to the podcast app on your iphone and or if you just go directly to itunes on your desktop you find the show you click on it you review it. Well, first, ideally, you'll listen to it and subscribe and enjoy it. And then you're going to review it. You're going to rate it. And I'm going to send you a free cruise. That's it. You got to email me, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And uh, again, email me for anything because, like I said, this is going to be an interesting podcast. It's going to hopefully not go too long, but we're going to do our best here. Uh, but that's it. Uh, for the holiday push, free cruise to the Bahamas. We just need those reviews, and let's make this show march into relevance. So, all right, let's start with uh, the th- the major properties that make each cruise line unique. And I guess maybe what the cruise lines, because there's two things, right? There's what the cruise line wants you to believe is the reality of their profile and what really is the reality of what their actual profile is to the world. Um, so, what, so if we're going to break them down and maybe just go over the generalities of what the three cruise lines stand for. And this is basic stuff here, guys. Carnival is obviously, all say it together, the fun ship. Uh, they say that, uh, you know, you get on the Carnival ship and it's very, very informal. Uh, they know it's discounted, not discounted, but it's very affordable in terms of cruising in general uh, when it's compared to other cruise lines. Uh, they have the most flexibility. They are currently... You would probably say the monster of the block because, like I said, they have the most ships. They are probably the most popular uh, overall. They have discounts. They run plenty of deals all year long. Uh, Very casual. They have the most sailings out there as well. And I have to probably say that they they, they control the largest percentage of the market share. So you'll have the most options and the most flexibility with Carnival. What else do they strive for? They they put their uh, claim to fame on Carnival 2.0, and that is a upgrade of a ton of their ships. Now, while I love the 2.0 features, you know, my opinion on that, and I love Carnival. I'm a, I'm a Carnival guy. That's definitely the ship that I've sailed most on. But, you know, we talk about being honest and, and giving, giving you the real deal on this show. To me, the Carnival 2.0 is a little bit of a cop-out. To me, build new damn ships, to be honest with you. They got that fantasy class that we talked about a few episodes ago, very, very early in the illustrious history of the show. Uh, The fantasy class is really start selling them off to smaller cruise lines. Start, you know, uh, getting rid of them, dropping them off. How are you going to compete with these other ships out there? They don't even look like modern-day ships. They look like they're ships from, like, the 70s and 80s. So I'm sorry. I know that a lot of them are on the West Coast, and I do apologize to, uh, you know, all the people that are are, are so, you know, just they're just stuck on those Carnival, you know, fantasy-class ships. Uh, it's great that they revitalized them, but it's almost like the pig on the prom dress scenario. Do all they spend all that money? Just build new damn ships, right? I mean, look what Royal Caribbean's doing. I know you don't want to get left in the dust, right? A couple of principles about Carnival as well. Uh, amongst many, they have Serenity decks. That's an adult-only area. They have an uh, aft aft pool on most of their ships, which you know to me is their biggest. The biggest reason I sail Carnival is because of that aft pool where you get the huge, huge view of the, um, you know, the, the 
the, the horizon, the sunrise, the sunset, the sunrise, the water. You want to talk about being connected with the water. You got the bar. You got the pool. You got no kids back there. Sorry, families. You know, teach his own, right? I'm not knocking it, but, you know, I don't, don't have kids. So naturally, I'm not looking to have them. Yeah, not a huge kid presence when I cruise. What else? They have some main mainstream affiliations. They have, are affiliated. Speaking of the little ones, you got Dr. Seuss at sea. So they do those Dr. Seuss brunches. They do Dr. Seuss shows. They have a great kids program. We're not going to get too much into the kids programs, to be honest with you guys, because the reality is, is that they all do it very well. And any kid that goes on any one of these cruise ships, you could see it. You walk around the ship. They do a phenomenal job with the kids. I'm sure some are better than others. That's not a. It's not necessarily my realm. And B. I know, you know, unless you unless you have a very very high maintenance kid who is very very particular about his onboard experience with these cruises, and uh, you're going to be fine no matter what you do with the kids. What else do they have? They have Guy Fieri, uh, Fieri, Fieri. However the hell you people want to say it, I don't know. I hear it both ways. And they have a, a really good comedy program. Used to be run by George Lopez, or not? I don't know. His name was on it at least. I don't know to what extent. That is no more. I don't know how much they would. I don't know what the deal was as far as how much they used to pay George Lopez to be able to use his name. I don't know how much uh, he was involved in the curating of the comics, but either way, George Lopez's name was on it. So that's Carnival in a nutshell. Uh, we're going to dive a little bit more deep into Carnival, but you know that's that's their thing: fun ship, uh, you know, large ship, discount, casual, uh, aft pool, lot of lot a lot of flexibility with your bookings. Uh, you have a you know your chances are they're in the the market you're looking to cruise out of. Chances are Carnival has a big presence in there, so that's very very convenient as well. Norwegian. Norwegian, their buzzword is or was freestyle. Now it seems to be more just free. They cut it down to free. They got Pitbull on the commercials dancing around, overdressed and freaking as usual. Guys, Mr. 305, uh, Mr. Miami, and he always wears a three-piece suit wherever he goes. And, you know, with that bald head sweating his ass off. I don't – I mean, take – Take some of that stuff off, you know. Now it's Miami, and now you're now you're talking about uh, Norwegian Caribbean cruising, and you're uh, you're still in the suit dancing around. Gotta be gotta be sweaty, uh, but love Pitbull. Pitbull's music is great. Nothing nothing gets you in the mood to cruise more than a Pitbull song. There's a lot of them out there, especially if you're cruising out of Miami. So Norwegian freestyle, free, do what you want, free in general. They revolutionized the business in a way by letting you do what you want, where you want, when you want. Uh, you know, the whole freestyle thing took the uh, industry and really, really changed it. You know, every once in a while in business, you know, not every once in a while, more often than not, you got to copy your uh, competition. And Norwegian forced, even though they're probably in third place out of the big three overall, they put everybody in a position to have to copy them when they came out with the freestyle because people were getting a little sick. Now, we'll talk about later how that hit a tipping point because Royal Caribbean tried to get a little too freestyle. Uh, but in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, they actually did have a huge effect on the industry with freestyle and you know, left an, a, a number of cruise lines rushing to be able to uh, at least get their piece of that pie and emulate the freestyle concept in their own way. Uh, what else is the deal with Norwegian? They have a private area called the Haven, almost taking you back to where it was class uh, by class cruising. Uh, if you don't have a Haven suite, you can't get 
in the Haven area. The Haven has its own pool. Uh, at certain times, the the uh, steakhouse is exclusive to the Haven guests, and there's a few more bells and whistles that are involved with just having a Haven suite. So it's a, it's a real and some of those suites are really really nice. The ones that overlook the Lido deck, especially on the uh, Jewel class. Uh, I'm sure it's on the other classes too, but I've seen it on the Jewel class. But the Haven is a beautiful, beautiful. I guess like a retreat for the uh, people who have the means to pay for the Haven. They can be above the commoners if they so choose. Some of the mainstream affiliations with uh, Norwegian are Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. They used to have Nickelodeon. They used to have, uh, if you go on a Norwegian ship, you used to be sharing uh, sharing it with SpongeBob and SquarePants and Dora the Explorer or whoever else. I think it's Dora, right? Now they have a third-party kids program called Kings, and they're uh, they're, they're very, very uh, a very re- reputable kids program organizing group that does a great job as well. Like I said, it's fine. They, you know, the kids are still very, very well taken care of. They have uh, stage shows that you may have seen on Broadway, like Rock of Ages. Uh, they have the Cake Boss on on their ships as well, so they get a real land based bakery experience. And they have uh, Second City Comedy. You know, not necessarily they they don't do as much of the real in your face traditional stand up comedy. They have Second City, the uh, very well known troupe out of Chicago that will uh, entertain you guys in more of like an improvisation format. That's Norwegian Royal Caribbean. Now their word is wow, and you know what? It's pretty accurate. They're definitely the most revolutionary cru- cruise line there is out there. They have some over-the-top mega ships, cutting-edge technology. They're definitely the leader in terms of activities and stage entertainment. Some of their mainstream affiliations are DreamWorks for the kids. Uh, they have Johnny Rockets. Uh, their stage shows uh, are very, very well known. We'll get into them in a little bit, little while. So, those are some general things as far as what the cruise lines. Uh, uses marketing standpoints from a marketing standpoint what the cruise lines use as buzzwords and kind of general ideas to let you know why you should cruise that particular cruise line probably still doesn't make the decision for you as to which one you like best but we'll get into it a little bit deeper let's talk about some food so if we're going to talk about food breaking it down starting with carnival carnival is definitely known for its consistency you're not going to get blown away by Carnival's food, but it's good. I can tell you it's good. Uh, you're not going to say, you know what, this food sucks. It's it's good. It doesn't disappoint. You know, the, the thing about Carnival, they used to have a standard menu. It was more traditional. They had the main, uh, main dining room, and, you know, it was like like a regular cruise is. A lot of times you you want the tablecloths. You want the you want to feel like you're really getting something for your money, and, you know, the, the the menu seemed to be of a little bit more substance. They switched over, and this is my opinion, guys. They switched over to a concept called American Table. And American Table, I guess, is going a little bit more with the Carnival overall concept of being a little less formal, a little more casual. They did away with the tablecloths, and they gave you a different type of menu. Now, I'm not – now, guys, this is going to sound very ambiguous, but I don't have 100% of a feel as to – the difference. All I know is, I used to like the old menu better. You know, they had the did you ever, they had the did you ever, they had you, they had the available nightly, and then they have avail- available this evening only. And I just thought that the portions felt a little bit better. It just had more flavor to it. Now they have an American table, and 
it's it's the same thing in in a lot of ways, but I feel like it's an example of you know what taking a little bit of away, uh, being a little bit more cost conscious, but then rolling it out as though it's an improvement. Trust me, guys, I'm in business, uh, restaurant, bars. You guys know. I know how that works. You know what I mean? You're changing something. You're making it more cost-effective to you. But you know what? You're going to go for the win-win and roll it out as if it's something that's an improved-upon product. Uh, a lot of people like the American table. They don't have a problem with it. I don't necessarily put my finger on it. I just know I used to enjoy the dining experience in the main dining room on Carnival a little more than I do now. That's all I could tell you. Signature item, chocolate melting cake. Really good. I mean, that stuff is, it's all, I, I just, eyes roll in the back of your head just thinking about it. You you, you have a, uh, it's got a perfectly, perfect contrast. You got the a la mode, you got the ice cream, and then, you know, you you put you put your spoon into that melting cake, and on the top, it feels as though, like, you're digging into, like, a, a fresh brownie, and then you go a little bit deeper, and it's basically melted. So, it's like a fudged up brownie from the bottom up, and then you just put that ice cream on there, and mix it. There's, there's, you can get the recipe out there. One of these days, I'm going to try to make it. Actually, maybe I won't. You know, just give me an excuse to have to go on cruises. But again, don't get me wrong. I like, I still like the food, but I just thought, I thought, I thought it was better than it is now. Um, a great thing about Carnival Two is their steakhouse. I could tell you that that is one of the best steaks I've ever had at sea in both steakhouses that I've been to on Carnival, which is on uh, Nick and Nora's on the Miracle and um, the. Uh, was it the pinnacle on the splendor uh really really enjoyed the steak it it it, it was cooked perfectly uh there was the versace plateware real high-end experience they 100 percent enforce the dress code situation there unlike the main dining room where you know you get a bunch of slobs who will come in and not necessarily give a crap what they're wearing and you know make everybody have to deal with it but in the steakhouse they really do they have some delicious delicious appetizers you can get the surf and turf. I'm just I'm just a ribeye guy, so I'm not going away from that. But there was plenty, plenty of options in the steakhouse. I think it's up to forty five dollars now. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. You try to get one of those steaks, and you know it's a three course meal. Try to get that on land. Forget it. I mean, even Outback, you're gonna spend more money at Outback than you do on a Carnival ship in the steakhouse, and uh, you're not gonna get half the quality at the Outback. Um, Carnival food. So that's it. What else is there? Oh, so. Um, you have Guy's Burger. Now we're talking some 2.0 stuff, which we'll get into in a little while. But you have Guy's Burger. You have the uh, Blue... Uh, Guy's Burger is great, though, by the way. It's a real... You know, these burger shops have been popping up over the last five, seven years. And uh, they're all delicious. Most of them are delicious. Guy's Burger is no different. You have four or five different ways they can pre-make your burger for you. Every single one of them are absolutely delicious. Or you can have it made your own way. You can build your own. You could have double patties, double cheese. You know, you can come up with your own burger and, you know, could name it after yourself. And you know what? That's your burger. Chances are the guy, you know, will remember it because they do a great job in Carnival too. Carnival is a very, very friendly staff overall. I'll just kind of throw that in there from my experience. They have the Blue Iguana Cantina. Uh, I mean, I don't know how those burritos are so good, but they really, really are. Uh, I don't know what's in them. I have no idea. But it seems like, you know what, it's just a freaking burrito. But something about it is absolutely over-the-top delicious. They have tons of different sauces, tons of different options. I mean, it, it, forget about it. This is not We're not talking Chipotle or, uh, you know, anything like that. This is really, really good burritos. They have the uh, regular buffet. 
You know what's a sleeper on the on the carnival ships? Ships. It's uh usually aft by the pool. They have the uh, deli and fresh carved turkey, uh, delicious deli sandwiches. And it's so funny every time I cu- cruise on carnival. The first and second day, I'm able to always go right up to the deli, get my sandwich, and get out of there. And it just seems like people start realizing it. The word starts to spread, you know, uh, that 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 the deli is really good. And by like day five, the lineup for the deli is around the block. It's and plus it's it's a block. <laughs> There's no blocks. You're on a you're on a cruise ship. Sorry, um, but the line the line is all the way around the corner, almost back to the Indian restaurant uh, on the other side. Um, which one, what's, what's that called? Tandoor, Tandoori, I think so, right? Uh, and that's good too. Some really good flavors coming out of the Indian restaurant as well. And the Indian restaurant, the Indian stand, uh, you know, but they leave the guy, not the guys, the, um, deli, they leave the deli open late too. That's open all throughout till nine o'clock, almost all the time. So it's delicious. They have the pizza, the 24 hour pizza. This makes me mad. Honestly, the pizza, uh, I don't know if I've said this before or not, but I'll say it again. If you don't want to serve the damn pizza, just cut cut the pizza. Close it. You know what I mean? Close it down. Because it's clearly, clearly they're going slow so that so, so many people stay in line and then they, they don't they don't get on the line. Or they're trying to save money. I don't know how they're – there's no way you're going to tell me. Because if they really wanted to feed everybody who wanted pizza – Anytime between 10 and 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., what they needed to all they would need to do is just bang out pizzas and just keep whipping them out and whipping them out. It's not a difficult thing, but they roll them as you order them. They make them to order. Now, I get it, make them to order because, yeah, it tastes good. But when you're getting rid of them that fast and you know you got a line that's, you know, down the deck and absolutely people will be buying them you just keep churning them and burning them putting them in there get them out and get them all they absolutely slow it down on purpose it's annoying but once you do get it especially if you had a couple of drinks man they don't want to give you two but you tell them i want two pies just give me two pies give me one fungi and one uh prosciutto with uh whatever but it's you know it's it's good stuff and you know they they make it just sometimes you got to fight for it and sometimes you got to wait a little while because they clearly want to deter you uh, from 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 eating it which is disappointing. That's Carnival food. The car- also Carnival does a tasting menu. It's really really good. Uh, right near the clubs and the bars, they usually have a setup that's right uh, that has a door access to the galley and uh, whatever's going to be on the menu. I guess some of the stuff that they don't serve every day they'll give you a little bit of a tasting of it as you're walking pre-game and going into the piano bar or the martini bar or the club or whatever there'll be a tasting bar and you can get like a little bit of a sample and uh it's really good really really good so food on carnival is solid let's just put it at that let's go to norwegian on food norwegian is well known for its options now i'm not gonna say the food is bad it's more underwhelming than carnival so I would say carnival food is good. Norwegian food is is okay. It's pretty good. But what you love on Norwegian, what they make up for in quality, they make up for in options. So you can have any type of cuisine. I could tell you right now the Italian place is definitely safe. The uh, buffet is really good. I like the way they've set up their buffet better than the others because – they set up their buffet almost cafeteria style. Aesthetically, it may not be as nice, but when you go to the buffet in, in Norwegian, you're going to a room where you pick up your food. And then you're taking that food and leaving that room, 
and going into the area where you sit down. Whereas in Carnival and uh, uh, the Windjammer on um, Royal, the buffet is scattered throughout the dining room and everything's in the same in the same room. So it's a little bit more of a uh, cluster F. People are kind of, you know, there's no real buffet hopping in Norwegian because you know where the line is and you just run the whole gamut. In Carnival and in Royal, you're kind of floating around just looking for food. You know what I mean? And you're just kind of drifting around, bumping into people, people are bumping into you. You know how those cruise ships are sometimes when people, whether people are drunk, people are hungry, people are old, people are <laughs> overweight, uh, and they want to eat. You know, it causes a lot of having to stop and slow down, and, and, and traffic gets a little hectic, but. That's why I like Norwegian setup because once you leave that room, you got your food, you go to your table, and that's it. The buffet's okay. Uh, the Carnival and the Royal buffets are definitely better. But uh, in general, Norwegian has pretty good food. So what would I recommend if you're gonna eat the Italian uh, food? The Italian restaurant that's definitely safe. The I definitely also recommend the um, hibachi. It's a lot of fun. They do a great job. The food is solid. The food is just solid hibachi food. You know, French restaurant I hated. That thing sucked to me. I couldn't stand it. I, I mean, my bad. I got a steak and uh, eh, whatever. Um, and then Cagney's, the steakhouse, that's an average steak. Average to good. You know what I mean? It's definitely not as good as Carnival steak. It's definitely, um, you know, it's, it's probably a little better than Outback too. But it's 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 not great. It's not a great steak. The um, Brazilian Steakhouse is solid. It's good. I mean, I could tell you one thing. Do not go there full. Make sure you go there on an empty stomach. And you'll eat. You'll enjoy it. It's it's good eating. Um, it's, like I said, not the best quality, but it's it's enjoyable nonetheless. What else? They have an Asian fusion uh, restaurant. Oh, one thing that they do, uh, food-related, and they only do it once. And the problem is you don't know when they're going to do it. So ask around. On the day... That they are going to bring out, and it's usually towards the end of the cruise, uh, maybe on the last sea day or the or the last the sea day before the last sea day. They bring out these huge smoker grills, and they do a bunch a bunch of really good fresh barbecue sausage, chicken, meats, uh, grilled veggies, and everything. They bring out a huge rice. They'll make like a, almost like a jambalaya. And it's just real good, good barbecue that's just cooked right there in front of you. And that's the day you, when they're doing that, you don't want to eat lunch. You want to wait till that comes out at whatever time, 1, 2, 3 o'clock or whatever it is because you don't want to miss it. That's probably the best food experience on the whole trip. Can't miss it. Uh, what else? So that's the Norwegian food experience. Royal Caribbean is definitely slightly higher in quality and formality than the other two. So I guess Royal Caribbean is where you're going to do better. You know, that's what it is, Royal Caribbean. You pay more for the cruise, and you're going to pay more for the experience. They tried this thing called dynamic dining, and it was, I mean, the the story I told a few times, and I'm not going to get into it again, was that I was booked on one of the inaugural sailings of the Anthem of the Seas out of, uh, was it Anthem? No, it was actually Quantum, out of New York. And I was so disenchanted with the pre cruise experience. I just really kind of, you know, aside from the fact that they took a they took an island away from us, they took a port away from us, and that was the real situation why we switched. But one of the reasons why was that you had to book everything pre- preliminarily to you when you cruised, and this dynamic diving thing, you could do it whenever you wanted, but 
you they, you're in a position where you were had to go online, and because it's a new ship, it's a mega ship, and they fully admitted it. They were like, "Listen, yes, this is a change to how you normally cruise, but if you just work with us, you're going to have a good experience." And I disagreed, and I we ended up not cruising not cruising on that one. We got uh, half of our credit back, and we used the other half of the credit that we did that we got back. We used it towards another cruise that we all went on, but. And it was basically it was probably I bet I bet the food was sick though I bet the quality of the food was ridiculous but what they were gonna do was just you know have you make all your reservations so you're going on a cruise with six people which we were and you gotta coordinate all six people in all the cabins you gotta coordinate what rest- restaurants based on what available what what available dining spots were still available for six people and then you had to coordinate your shows around so you had to pre-plan your cruise from the hours of 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. every single night because it was it wasn't first come first serve. You had to you, you couldn't just walk into these places. And I'm like, "Damn, is that is that why I cruise?" No, I didn't. So what you do find now is that they are uh, getting rid of dy- dynamic dining. Uh, I think that's a great idea. You know, and that's just me though. Some of the people I would figure maybe they like to, you know, regiment their entire cruise I didn't. What they uh, found is the reason that they had to scrap it. A few of the reasons they had to scrap it with a lot of people like to have the same table mates. You know, that's what I was talking about before with the whole freestyle thing. People loved when the whole thing went freestyle because you could do whatever you want. You didn't have to sit at the same place with the same people. This is a kind of blowback back to people who wanted it a little bit more traditional. They wanted to have those same table mates. They wanted the same servers. They wanted the consistent times. They wanted to be able to know that they were going to see this server and this friend that they just made. And uh, I guess that's better because when you have the same server, that person is more apt to get to know you. They know your needs. They know what you want. And you'll probably tip them better. And it's probably better for everybody if uh, if you want to go that route. It also created more work with reservations. You know, a lot of people alluded to the fact that what I just alluded to as far as not wanting to go through all the reservation making. The other problem is that they used all this new technology for these bookings. And uh, whether it's booking your reservation, whether it's you know putting in the order, whether it's communicating the order to the kitchen, a lot of people's reservations were going missing. A lot of people's food item, the, the food tickets were getting dropped and lost. And the people were just not getting the correct satisfaction because the, the, the technology that they were relying on was just not perfected. But they bounced back and they ditched it like they should. I don't think anybody will ever come down on the quality of Royal Caribbean food because it is really good. They also have some specialty options. You know, they have the they, get, they got the steakhouse. They have an, especially in the mega ships, which is going to be a whole other section that we'll talk about. But um, they have Johnny Rockets. They have uh, the high end steak. They have the high end Italian. The Windjammer is really good to eat at too. Every once in a while, they have the uh, the Carvery as well. They have the deli. A bunch of bunch of options on Royal Caribbean, especially the mega ships as well. That's why I said this is such a difficult question to answer. Which is the best cruise line? Because, you know, like I said, you can say everybody mostly would probably say, all right, of the best three best cruise lines, you got to cruise Royal Caribbean. Yeah. So somebody hears that and they say, okay, Royal Caribbean's the best cruise line. Let me uh, go look for a cruise, and they see that there's a Carnival Vista sailing available in March. For uh, $864, and then they go and look, but, you know, oh, here's this Royal Caribbean one, and it's the Majesty of the Seas or something, or, you know, it's like, it's by ship as well. It's also, you know what, if you know you're, uh, if you know you're, you're wanting to have a real good comedy experience, or, and, and you want to get the best top-notch comedy 
stand-up comedy, you're not going to go on Norwegian because what you're going to get is a bunch of improv. So Norwegian isn't best for you. In, in that case, Carnival would be better. So you have to take all these things into consideration. Dining as a whole, you're going to go Carnival for consistency. Norwegian is going to give you variety. And Royal Caribbean is going to be where you're going to go for your quality. And that's that's the summation of the food. Whatever is the most important to you under food, those are the three best ways I could put it. Um, let's talk entertainment, which is also a can of worms. Carnival, they hold the crown for stand-up comedy. If you like the raunchy stuff, you know, the, the, the occasionally blue, they spend a lot of time before the show starts telling you, listen, if you're easily offended, get out of the room. And I love it. I try to get every comedy show I can. There's no more George Lopez. They got rid of him in 2014. Like I said, I have no idea what the contract situation was, but what the report was is that they wanted to allocate that money towards other things. Now, I don't know what George Lopez was getting paid. I don't know if he was the face just by name. I don't know if he was actually sending them their comics. But just like the dining on Carnival, I could feel that the comedy has fallen off a little bit. Now, I don't know. That could be coincidence. I just know the last two times I went on Carnival, since they don't have George Lopez, the comedians were a little dumb. They were a little stupid. It was a little bit more cheesy, a little bit more corny, as opposed to when George Lopez was there. There was it was a little bit it was a little bit more like anything goes, you know. And the, they would crack that room up. I don't know. Maybe George. Maybe you, somebody might say, "Well, Tommy, George Lopez wasn't picking the comedians." So and then it was by chance. It's by coincidence. The last two cruises I went on, the comedy wasn't as good as it was when I used to go on. But for whatever reason, I'll be interested to see the next time how it's going to be. But it still is a very very enjoyable experience to go sit in a real comedy club style setting. On Carnival, uh, you know, that's like one of the best gigs you could have as a, as a comedian, I think, even though you get a bad rap in the comedy business. But I do know that it's an easy crowd. We're all in a good mood. We're all having fun. We're all happy to be on vacation. And, you know, you don't have to be George Carlin to get us to crack up on those cruise ships. But Carnival does a very, very, very good job with the stand-up comedy. The room they have. The room they have for the stand-up comedy is a multi-use room. Sometimes it's for karaoke. Sometimes they use it for uh, just d- different shows. It's it's the punchliner comedy club when it's comedy. But other than that, it's just a room. Though they'll use the, the the game show. They do the quest game show. So let's talk stage show with carnivals. The stage shows, the Broadway style, whatever the the, the main production at night, that eight o'clock, ten o'clock showtime, whatever you want to call it, the main show with the orchestra and everything. To me, they've always been kind of average with Carnival, but they stepped up with this epic rock thing. That's their signature uh, fleet-wide um, rock show that rocks it. I used to go, and it used to be just some decade show, and I'm not knocking it because I'm very, very impressed with the talent, with the singers, with the with the orchestra, with the dancers, but it was almost like if you had seen one of them, you kind of seen them all. But this epic rock thing was really, really cool. They had pyrotechnics. Uh, they had really, really good guitar players. It was a little bit more contemporary. Uh, the costumes were a little dynamic. The you know, it's just you felt like you were watching. You were in the hands of something a little bit more professional, a little bit more dynamic, something that you actually would pay to see. Versus you know the yeah here you go okay sixties let's dance around to the Beatles seventies let's do this let's do that eighties Prince Michael Jackson you know. Uh, I, I just think that the, the, they stepped up with the epic, epic rock thing. They're still not, you know, they still got a long way to go as far as if you're going to try to put them in a category with some of the others as far as the stage shows in general. But 
it was a nice nice improvement uh what else uh the roving entertainers i call them i don't know i kind of kind of made that up but you know every cruise line has the band they have the uh, piano player they have the guitar player and they are your go-tos throughout the whole ship and you see them everywhere you'll see them one night the piano guy will be in the main atrium and the uh, guitar guy will be in the casino. Then they'll switch up. This guy will be here. This guy will be there. The band will be on the Lido deck. They, they go all over the place. And Carnival has them just like everybody else. I feel like Carnival uh, gets a little cheap sometimes with them. They're not as prevalent as Norwegian. And we'll talk a little bit about Norwegian in a little while. But the Carnival, you know, I've never heard, I've never heard them bad. I've never been like, wow, that guy sucks. Never. Not once. But at the same time, none of them ever blew you away. And... You know, sometimes on that Lido deck, you know, it's a little dead, a little empty out there. You know, there'll be a DJ out there. He'll be half interested. He'll have a playlist going. You know, when the other cruise lines, you know, they'll have a they'll have a band out there and they'll have a little bit more action, a little bit more life out there. And it seems like on Carnival, for those roving entertainers, you have to look a little bit more. They always seem to be in the casino and they always seem to be in the main atrium. Other than that, you sometimes you have to kind of look around for them um who else oh i wanted to talk about two people that really really were good though on carnival uh this guy jeremy piano player he i mean he's a good looking kid he looked like he was about 25 years old he could play anything uh and you know it was cool (laughs) the girls seemed to flock to him but then he stuck behind the piano and then all of us are out there and you know this is where the girls are he's just he's he's an employee of the cruise line so it was a cool place to hang out because of the girls that he attracted to the piano bar but it was really cool because he would sing contemporary stuff and he was a real nice guy you tip him and and he kept it going that was the place to be a couple years ago that was the place to be when i went on a cruise with nick to uh the florida bahamas on the Splendor, my, this was my first trip on the Splendor a few years ago, and Jeremy really, really knocked it dead, and, and really kind of, you know, <laughs> just doing his job. But he made for a better cruise because we made a lot of friends in that room. Let's just let's just leave it there. But um, what else? Uh, and there was this other woman. She was also a piano girl, um, and she was on the last Carnival ship I went to. Some of you hearing this are going to know who she is because they were talking about her before I had ever seen her. And she, uh, they, they said she had this reputation for being crazy. She was like a whack job, almost like if you've ever been to a Howl at the Moon. She took it to another level. And I was excited to hear, hear her. I was excited to go to the piano bar because I remember the Jeremy experience and it was cool. Like we had a good time at the piano bar. And I'm at the bar in the main atrium. And I'm sorry, but there's a woman next to me who's visibly drunk. And the people I was with were still in the room. She's like, you're here by yourself. What are you doing? You're gonna, you got to go see the piano. And she was basically uh, having a little bit of trouble forming sentences. I'm like, oh, man. This, this, she's in rough shape. I'm looking at the bartender. Uh, I don't know if he should serve her anymore. And uh, she, he looks at me and laughs as he's like, "You don't know who that is." I'm like, "No, I don't." And she walked away without paying anything or whatever. And uh, I go to the piano bar, and she's the pi- <laughs> she was the piano chick that everybody was talking about. And 
when the lights came on and it was time for her to play, she was dynamite. She was everything everybody says. She had everybody. She had like this little thing where if you just walked in the room, everybody was instructed to scream, hey, how the hell are you? Come on in or something like that. And then if somebody was getting married, she'd sit them on the stage and do these raunchy, I mean, raunchy, raunchy tributes to them. And it was hysterical, you know, very, very, I loved it. It's like real fun chip stuff, not this cookie cutter, you know, totally family friendly, friendly all night long stuff. She was phenomenal. And we made sure we didn't miss her the rest of the week. She would break everybody's chops. She was like, she would roast you while she would be playing the piano. You guys are all probably going to know who I'm talking about. But but she did a great job. And and got good, for, good for them, Carnival. Good for them for letting her have a couple of drinks. Enjoy it. You're not driving home. What's the problem here? And uh, so, and then the other two piano, last two piano guys I had on Carnival, I mean, they were disappointing. They were no offense. They were like mid sixties, and they they didn't even like. They, they one guy was Australian, and he was like, "You put in a song. It's a Sam Hunt Carnival live cruise, and you put in a country song, and he's oh great country. I, I can't. I'm not doing the Australian accent, but." It was annoying. I didn't. I didn't really have a good time in there. And then another guy. It was also in 2014. Uh, he right after Jeremy, and I'm like ready to go back to the piano bar because Jeremy. I hope Jeremy is going to be there. And this guy was just singing these go to bed songs, and I was a nightmare. But the piano bar is cool on Carnival. Uh, they don't. They don't uh, have necessarily a piano bar in the other in the other cruise lines. But depending upon who you get, you can have a really really good time at the piano bar uh what else so carnival still entertainment deck parties they only do one or two per cruise uh but they're really fun i think i think if it's like a five or less it's one if they do or six or less it's it's one if it's uh seven or more they do two but they do a really good job with the with the deck parties, the DJs out there, it's a it's a little kid heavy, um, you know. But it really is they they turn it up pretty good. It's a good time. Another thing, entertainment wise, that Carnival has a signature stranglehold on is what's called Carnival Live. And I don't know. I thought this was a little bit of a weird idea at first, but honestly, it's really cool. Uh, they have a lot of famous acts that you've heard of who won't necessarily be considered onboard entertainment, but will board the ship, obviously, for a very, very large fee and do a whole stage setup and do a concert for you. And, you know, they get real people. They get real deal people. Like I said, I was there for Sam Hunt, my most recent cruise. This year, they're going to have Tim McGraw, Little Big Town, uh and they got comedians too. They got Jay Leno, Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, they, they had Journey actually. They had Gladys Knight, Casey and the Sunshine Band. I mean, they're not getting Bieber on these freaking ships, of course. They're not getting uh, Lady Gaga or Taylor Swift, but they're getting good quality pros who have a real huge following. Katie Griffin, Jim Gaffigan, Chris Tucker. Uh, you know, and if it's worth it for you to pay that extra premium, they they don't do it for free. You know, and it's cool too because the people who don't care about those acts, they get another three hours in port. Like if I was in, if I I was pumped because I was going to see Sam Hunt, he was going to be on the ship, and we were going to get to see him. But if not, you had till like eleven thirty to run around Cozumel, Mexico, and I definitely would have taken taken advantage of that had I not been on to you know to see Sam Hunt. What else do they have? They have a really fun hairy chest competition. 
um, on the it's you know it's a run of the mill thing. But and it sounds like you know why would I ever wake up to go see a hairy chest competition? But they do a pretty good job of uh, roasting the contestants and making it funny. Uh, so you know the the audience participation, audience judges. It's a great time, and uh, I try not to miss it. It's fun. It actually really does crack you up. As cheesy and corny as it sounds, it is fun. They do the quest. I don't know. Everybody does the quest. Norwegian calls it a uh, scavenger hunt. Um, I think <laughs> Royal Caribbean calls it a quest too. They just call it the quest. They, they all copy each other. I don't know where they started. I don't know who started it, but, you know, like the NFL, copycat leave. You just One does and it works. The other one doesn't. They finally took the Norwegian white party too. Norwegian, I guess they call it a white hot party. Carnival just took it. Yeah, we're doing a white party now. <laughs> Screw it. We're not even trying to. We don't even do a yellow party. We're gonna do a black party. We're gonna do a white party. We're gonna take the take the white party concept and we're gonna do it. You know, because it works for you. Again, doesn't matter. You know, whatever. What are you gonna do? Uh, everybody eventually copies. Somebody sets the trend and somebody eventually copies it. So you can't really knock them. And that's carnival, pretty much for entertainment. Norwegian for entertainment. Uh, they have big name stage shows as well. They have Rock of Ages. They had uh, After Midnight, Rock of Ages, I guess. Uh, Carnival doing Epic Rock, I guess that's their biting of uh, Rock of Ages. But whatever, they, it's not the same exact thing, so it's good. After Midnight was a very, very critically acclaimed show on Broadway. And they have that on board as well. Do a great job. Second City co- uh, Improv Comedy. Now, to me, that's not up my, uh, uh, you know... Uh, up my alley as much i like the traditional stand-up uh second city uh to me i just don't buy it as much they tell you say a word you say a word you say a word and then they do a scene where they got to use all those words you know like a whose line is in any way type of thing listen if that's what you like that's what you like i don't give a crap about it i don't care i could probably you know it, it's going to be good i want to see a professional at his best writing his material and doing what he does best. I don't want any curveballs thrown at him. I don't want him to react to you know whatever thing you make him wear or whatever ball you make him carry. Whatever I want to see what you got. Do you and give me the best of what you got. And that's and and I'll, you know I'm an easy crowd. I laugh at anything, but I'm not really so into improv. Stand up, they don't really do so much. They do it once in a while. The stand up for them is more like a feature. It's more like an occasion, as opposed to where Carnival and uh, Royal will just do. They'll be a stand up comedian most nights. Here's what I will say about uh, entertainment wise on Norwegian. The roving entertainment is awesome. I, I'm going to tell you something. Every time I've gone on a, on a Norwegian ship, the roving entertainment has been awesome, from Billy the Piano Guy to Kinesis with uh, Belinda to what's that reggae band they have? I forgot, but they're they're all phenomenal and they're all everywhere. You know they have they have better use of their room, like what I was the room I was referring to, and it's got a different name on most of the ships on Carnival, but it's the same room that is the Spinnaker Lounge on Norwegian. Now Spinnaker on Norwegian. They use that room better. They have more space. It's a little bit more open with the stage and a little bit of a dance floor. They have um, sort of like nightclub nights in there, like pre-parties before Bliss. We'll get to Bliss in a second, but preliminarily to Bliss, they'll have Kinesis playing like all pop music. They won't even bother with the DJ, but they'll be playing like danceable current songs that you know that you hear on the radio now. They're on the deck in the middle of the day. Anywhere you go, you're going to find one of those people. And then, you know, this guy, Billy, is just phenomenal. I mean, he was he's one of those guys, I don't know how he's on a cruise ship, but he'd play anything. 
incredible voice. Uh, I became friends with him on Facebook, and then I see him posting stuff, and it makes sense. He used to be on Star Search and stuff like that, and he used to look like, I don't know, I wonder how that happens. No offense, Billy, but I wonder how it happens the way you're on Star Search as a kid, you're rising through, you're 18, and you're going all these, these um, you know, these these Latin shows, because he's a uh, he, was, he looked like a Jersey guy. He looked like an Italian guy from Jersey, but he was Mexican guy. He was uh, from El Paso, Texas. But when he was coming up, he was going on all these TV shows and Little Billy, and, and then he ended up on on, on Norwegian. And uh, I don't I don't know how that happens, but man, he this is a talented guy. And then they have a night where at the end of the, at the end of the week, it must be because they all know they're so good. Like they get together and they have a uh, they have a jam session where everybody gets in there. Anybody who plays anything on the cruise ship whatsoever just gets in there and they and they just have a jam session. And they actually let guests join in too. It's a real cool way to close out the sh- the the trip. And then after the jam session, everybody kind of drinks together. It's kind of cool. So the roving entertainment on Norwegian, forget it. Far and away the best. Also, the deck parties are better. The deck parties are, they use the bands. They'll bring a DJ out, but they mostly use the bands for the most most of the time. And uh, they have them every day that you're in port. So if you're in port, they have the deck party. And a lot of times, it'll be thematic. And like I said, whenever you go to San Juan, and the next day you're going to St. Thomas, they'll have a Latin night. And they'll play all sorts of Shakira songs, and they'll play Mark Anthony, and it, it's it's real good, real high energy, really really fun time and enjoyable. Because I don't know, I'm not so into the whole bliss thing, but they do a great job with the deck parties. Every night that you're in port, you know that there's going to be a really good deck party from Norwegian. All right, so Royal Caribbean, as far as entertainment goes, they far and away dominate the stage, the stage production stuff. They must have a huge budget because they have some serious, serious shows that you can find on, especially the uh, newer ships. You got Grease, you got Cats, you got Mamma Mia. They've done Saturday Night Fever. They've done We Will Rock You. So uh, they really get licensed up pretty good, and they put on some really good shows. Uh, they also have a solid lineup of stand-up comedians too. I would say maybe they're getting closer to being better than Carnival ever since the whole. Uh, whether or not the George Lopez incident hurt hurt them or not, uh, you know, I think I think Royal is definitely stepping up to the plate a little bit more, especially with the newer ships, where they're adapting a little bit more of the you know they're trying to emulate the New York City stand up scene, which is you know the comedy sellers type stuff, a little bit more bluer material, a little more off color stuff, and you know I I appreciate that as well. They also have a dinner theater. Uh, as well, they have roving entertainment, really, really solid. They do the deck parties too. Uh, nothing to speak of. I would say they're probably right in the middle, maybe, maybe right in the middle between Carnival and um, and and Norwegian. I don't think the roving entertainment on Royal is quite as good, but they turn up the energy and they throw a party just like anybody else. But the real thing you want to look for for Royal is you don't want to miss those those shows. So Carnival, you'd go with for stand up, in my opinion, uh, overall. Uh, as well as concerts, if you're going to throw in that Carnival Live thing, Norwegian for roving restaurant, uh, roving entertainment by far. If you're looking, if you're going to go to the Spinnaker Lounge at 8 p.m. on a, your second sea day, you're, they're going to knock your socks off. And then Royal Caribbean is going to take the crown as far as if you're looking for a real sit-down Broadway-style stage production experience. And that's how I break down the three as far as entertainment. Let's talk bars and nightlife. Carnival. 
they have the uh, standard nightclub with roving DJs. So Carnival sets their nightclub situation up very, very well. We'll talk about the others in a minute, but especially on the Splendor, you can't put out a better layout for a cruise ship nightclub. It's pretty big. And it's built to thump. It's built to have a good time. It's built to make sure that you're going to really enjoy yourself there, whether you're dancing on the dance floor, standing at the bar, or chilling off to the side with a seemingly endless array of couches and, and tables if you could put your drinks down on. And, you know, if you if you made your way off the dance floor with somebody you just met, there is a perfectly laid out place for you to go and, uh, you know, talk. Um, daytime fun on the deck and late night uh parties run by djs as well they don't really do a whole whole bunch with the bands and stuff like that they claim their claim to fame dj wise is uh dj Irie from miami he's the official dj of the miami heat as if anyone i think you probably give you, you probably care about my blue yeti microphone more than you care that dj Irie is the official trainer and the and the person who teaches the uh, carnival djs how to dj but whatever it's still fun i mean DJ, yeah, if you're a really good DJ and you're scratching and you're mixing and you're producing on the spot and you're really a show, that's one thing. But at the end of the day, if you're not at that level, you're just a DJ and you just just play the play the damn song. Tell everybody to get their hands up, put them back down, and just you know just keep it moving. That's all. So nobody's really doing anything super innovative from a DJ standpoint. But you know some of them are cool though. If you kind of if you get a drink because the bar is near the DJ booth and. You end up, you know, tell them, you know, get into some conversations, me being in the business and everything, knowing a bunch of DJs and, uh, you know, you make some good connections. Uh, I've thought about having a couple of them uh, DJ for me on land when I was in New York City. Never pulled the trigger on that, but they do a good job. They do they do a good enough job, but the nightclub is really, really set up well in Carnival. What I like about them is everything is pretty much brick and mortar style. What I mean by that is that it's you, you walk in when you walk into it when you're walking around the carnival ship, you have the feeling that you're not just walking up on a bunch of people dancing off the elevator. You're not walking around and then you know stumbling into an area where there's a bunch of bars or whatever. You actually, I'm going to the piano bar. When you want to go to the piano bar, you open the door and walk into a piano bar, which I like. It kind of gives you a good a good feeling of separation. Uh, from just being out in common areas and you don't get people who are just kind of stumbling along and not necessarily part of the energy for good or for better or for worse you're going into the piano bar you're walking in there you're opening the door you're sitting down and everybody that's in there is in there because they want the piano bar same thing with the nightclub same thing with the live music area same thing with the comedy club which is not the case with some of the other cruise lines as we'll talk about in a few um what else do they have? They have the Red Frog Pub, and we're going to talk 2.0 and stuff like that when we get into more innovations. But they have a live music joint. They have the Red Frog Pub. They have, you know, where they brew their own beer, actually, there. They have the Blue Iguana Cantina. They have the Martini slash Alchemy Bar. And for some reason, they have a library bar. I don't know. I guess whatever. If people are into that, they're into that. It does nothing for me. The uh, Martini Bar is on some ships that haven't undergone the full 2.0. The Alchemy Bar is, I guess, the updated version of the Martini Bar. I can tell you one thing. I had one Alchemy Bar experience. It was not good. I mean, if there's a lot of people out there looking for these handcrafted cocktails with these over-the-top ingredients. Wow, do you taste the sage in that one? Nobody gives I, – I, honestly, I want a drink. I want to get – we're going to get a drink. I want, I want to know what it is, and I want it to get me where I want to go, and that's it. I get it. Some people are not. It's just me. But what I can tell you about the Alchemy Bar is that there's so advanced cocktails and there's so many ingredients, 
at least when I was there, I was waiting a good amount of time. The bartenders were not in any rush. They were moving slow or they just were slow because, you know, how is anybody going to learn a freaking a drink menu that's that extensive or where everything is? You know, maybe the guy is used to bartending in the main atrium. All of a sudden, this one's sick. He's got to go in the alchemy bar and now he's got to be used to making, you know, 20 different high-end five-ingredient each cocktails. And I don't know. Is that necessary? You tell me. What do you think? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Uh... What else we got here? On the show lounge, where they have the karaoke, the game shows, the comedy club. Uh, that's also a, uh area where you can kind of walk in as well. They don't really do a whole lot of nightclub stuff in there, but it is where, you know, aside from the comedy club, there is some energy that is to be experienced in there. The karaoke too, though. I got to tell you something. You got to extend the length of the karaoke because I'm not, not that I'm a big, huge karaoke guy, but it seems like or maybe you got to do more karaoke nights because every time I was on, every time I've done karaoke in the last couple of times on Carnival, within the first half hour they shut the list down, and you know I I don't necessarily care, but some of the people that I've been with, if I get drunk, I'll do karaoke absolutely, and it, it'll be a mess, it'll be a disaster, but I'll do it. I don't ever, I would never throw a fit because I can't do it. But some of the people that I've been with, whether you know, a couple of girls, you know, some guys like to just have they have their song, I want to sing my song, and. It's not available because you, God forbid, you get there forty-five minutes into it, they've already had it shut down, and uh, I don't know. Just that's a little disappointing. You should it should be a little bit more fun. And people, stop thinking you're freaking going to get discovered on a cruise ship with your karaoke. The best kind of karaoke is bad karaoke. The worse you are, the more I want to see you go up there, and we're going to laugh at each other together. And absolutely, we are laughing at you. Have some fun with it. You're not going to have your big break. And stop with the freaking slow songs back to back to back to back. You know, I Will Always Love You and then Down on Bended Knee and all these slow songs that are putting everybody to sleep. You got to walk out. I got to get out of there. I don't know what to tell you. All right, Norwegian. Uh, bars and clubs. So you got a few things here, components. The nightclub. The main nightclub after dark is called the Bliss Lounge. I hate this place, to be honest with you. The place creeps me out. Have you ever been to Bliss? I mean, um, and by the way, this we're talking about non-mega ships because we're going to get into mega ships in a minute because the whole game has been changed by these damn mega ships that these crew not damn may love them but um i think i had a little too much coffee tonight uh i love them i love them but you know th- this is mostly fleet wide aside aside from the mega ships because i don't think the newer ships have the bliss or whatever but the bliss lounge you walk into if you're on one of uh you know norwegian's ships You'll see a bunch of beds. You'll see a bunch of creepy statues. There'll be people laying around, and then you got these stupid bowling alleys in there that you got. I don't. I don't know. It's it's dark. I mean, darker than dark. They have rooms that the whole room is a bed. You don't know what's going on in these beds. I and I'm not so into the the Bliss nightclub. It's just a little too freaky for me, and I uh, can't see what's going on in there. Give me a little light. Give me a little, at least strobe light. Give me a little intelligent lighting. Let me see what. Let me see the person next to me or something. Make sure I'm not getting robbed or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's complete darkness, weirdo statues, and just beds everywhere. So bliss isn't necessarily my thing. Spinnaker Lounge. Now they use that as a nightclub too. Carnival should do the same thing. Well, Spinnaker is a little built a little bit better to to do that. You have the little mini stage there, and then you have a complete circular area where. You know, Spinnaker's Lounge is almost like Carnival's nightclubs a lot of times. Uh, They call them on the cruise ship discos, which, you know, I don't know if that term is still relevant, but we're not really playing much disco music, but they call it the disco. 
The Spinnaker Lounge is a lot like the Carnival Discos in that it has the big dance floor, it has a little performance area, and then it has uh, it's surrounded by seating to where you can kind of come off the dance floor and sit down. And then it has a bar. And Spinnaker uses that for a lot of nightclub high energy stuff. And then around like 12 or midnight, everybody kind of, you know, whoever's left makes it into Bliss. And Bliss is a little bit smaller of a venue. So I guess that's by design. So they think they're going to kind of tire everybody out with a huge party at Spinnaker. And then that'll kind of, I guess, filter down and less people will be out. So it's fine that Bliss is a little smaller, a little more creepier, a little bit more built for the weirdos that'll maybe stay out till 4 a.m. Guilty, but I don't know, not at Bliss. Um, then they have, uh, you know, they have the roving entertainers that are all involved all the way through. They have Bar City, um, and I'm not, I'm not thrilled with Bar, the Bar City concept. Uh, they have like a martini bar. They have the uh, whiskey bar. They have the um, the rum bar. Is it the rum bar? Whiskey, martini. I feel like it's the. Uh, the rum bar or maybe just the general bar but they're set up like their liquor stands they're 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 basically just set up next to each other they're called different bars but what they really are is just one bar with a bunch of different stations lined up for you to go to the particular station that you like that you can go sit in the same common area that is the same thing as all the other bars and um I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I love the brick-and-mortar style better where you open the door and you're actually there where you're supposed to be, where you think you are. You feel like a little bit more of a vibe, a little bit more of a, a specific, I guess, um, what would be the word I'm looking for? Like, um, you know, it's more more of a you're there because you're there for that particular atmosphere. You're not just walking up to a whiskey stand and then sitting back down with the, whoever else from whatever wherever else. One thing I do like about the Bar City is that's where Billy the Piano Bar uh, guy mostly plays. He's back there, and you know he's you know it's it's almost like their piano bar too as well. So you got all these bars and the piano bar all in one. I don't like that as much, uh, but he really does a good job. He he kind of makes up for it himself just because he's so good and the level of entertainment, the level of uh, people that they find on the Norwegian cruise ships to play the piano. Uh, a lot of times make up for the fact that the atmosphere and the setup is not as good as it is on Carnival. What else? Uh, so Royal Caribbean. And it's not – as far as bars, it's a similar situation. And we're talking non-mega ships. Most of the bars are kind of walk-up type situations as well. You do have the schooner bar where they'll set up a piano sometimes. You have the R bar. Uh, you have the Sky bar, which is at the top. And that's uh, mostly uh, for the uh, Anthem stuff. Uh, the uh, quantum class stuff you have the solarium bar you know if you go to the uh, indoor outdoor solarium uh, beautiful beautiful area on royal caribbean and then you have uh, on the newer ships you also have michael's genuine pub it's like an uh it's like a it's it's like an irish pub you get real good pub food on on the ship it's delicious i would say hands down carnival is best if you're just talking straight up nightlife if you want to go out to bars you want to be you want you want to have that on land bar club experience, you know, nobody's going to mess with Carnival in that regard. So that's when I. So that's basically the, I guess, pre mega ship. What I just gave you, and that's whatever you think, whatever is more important to you, whatever experience you want to have on your cruise, is what you would listen to and kind of take what I just said and cater your decision based on what the strengths are of each particular cruise line. Lately, though. There's been a whole new thing starting in 2009. Some people say it started with uh, the uh, Norwegian Epic, but 
reality is is the Oasis of the Seas, which is a 5,400-passenger ship, is really what changed the game and started introducing the the mega ship concept to all three cruise lines. Finally, Carnival got in game, but they sat out for a while with these stupid 2.0 upgrades on these broken down fantasy class ships. But so the, so the mega so let's talk about the mega ships. You got Royal Caribbean. You got Oasis the the, the Oasis class. It's the Oasis of the Seas, the Allure of the Seas, which came out. I guess within a couple of years of each other, uh, uh, Oasis came out in 2009, and they are really, really similar ships. Uh, the, w- some of the things that they brought to the table that you don't see anywhere on cruise ships was, in theory, it's almost like two cruise ships in one. You have two hotels that stand next to each other, cut out in the middle, divided by Central Park, and below that, the main atrium. So it's like just from the visual standpoint, if you got a helicopter or a drone shot of the cruise ship, it's nothing like you've ever seen before at sea. I mean, this thing is amazing. I know it's so stupid. Everybody's like, how does it float? You really think on this one, how the hell does this thing float? So it created a central park. It's got real trees and a garden in the middle. So if you can, you know, you, you probably know it's like almost like if you split a hot dog bun and the, the, the area in the middle, at the bottom of that is a central park with gardens and trees and, you know, greenery. And they actually have to have gardeners at sea to, to, to maintain all this, uh, you know, all this plant life. It's so big that it's actually separated by neighborhoods. They have seven different neighborhoods. You know, they have it depends on what you want to go, and it's not expected for you to even be able to see the entire ship or ex- really experience the entire ship on one sailing, which is also genius because it gets you coming back. So, like I said, where those where the ship is split into the two hotels, <laughs> you can actually zip line across. And that threw me off crazy. I mean, that's nuts. I mean, what if do you do that in crazy, <laughs> crazy seas? They probably shut it down if the waves are too high or the seas are too rough. But you can actually zip line across the freaking ship from from one side of the hotel in the middle across to the other side of the hotel, um, out of control. They actually have a dive theater that you can sit in and watch people literally at the aft area of the ship dive directly into a uh, into a pool and they have Olympic caliber divers that will just put on a dive show and you can sit there and watch a dive show in a huge like amphitheater type setting. Uh, they have instead of one flow rider, they have two flow riders. Uh, so, you know, in cruise ships, you have the inside cabins, the window cabins or the balcony cabins, which face the ocean on the oasis of the seas. They actually have a balcony that is facing inside. So you're looking at the other hotel. Just the way it's set up. There's a merry-go-round on this uh, ship. Uh, they have solarium, uh, an indoor-outdoor solarium, which is an old, adults-only, almost like a retreat type of a situation. It's got a pool, some jacuzzis, and it's got a retractable roof. Really feels like holistic. Uh, they probably like almost like an extension of the spa. It feels like they have an ice skating rink at sea with uh, spectator seats. So in case you, in case a hockey game breaks out, you know they could fill up the. Uh, spectator seats uh an obscene i mean i can't even list them all but just go online and check them out there's just an obscene amount of bars and restaurants uh so as far as like i said we're, we're kind of out of the basic big three realm all bets are off when you're talking with these mega ships there's nightclubs there's live music joints there's piano bars there's uh walk-up bars there's brick and mortar style bars there's everything you'd ever want is on these freaking oasis class ships so the Oasis and the Allure are uh, sister ships, 
They also have the, the harmony of the seas. However, we'll get to that in a second. So the other class is that came out after the Oasis is the Quantum class. The Quantum class is not quite as big. It doesn't have the split, you know, twin hotel type setup. It's just got the one standard sized body of or hotel of the cruise ship. But they decided on the top of this thing, they're going to hit build a giant crane with a pod at the top of it that's capable of holding 10 to 15 people in it. And they will swing you at any time up 300 feet above the deck and off to the side of the ship in this little pod. Like I feel like they might have been high when they made this thing. Like they had to be be uh, be on drugs or something. Like, you know what? I, I just do the pitch on this. Like, I don't know how much of a money maker it is. I don't know how huge of a gimmick it is. I don't know how popular it is. I don't know what the feedback is. I don't know if they'll be, be building more of these things. But they do have the two ships that have the um, North Star on it. So it's called the North Star. That's an innovation that came only on the Quantum class. They also have the robotic bartenders again i really thought this was a freaking gimmick but apparently it's kind of cool i was talking to doug from uh, cruiseradio.net and he said it is actually kind of cool you know you're not going to sit there and drink and, and tell your problems to the bartender and it's not that type of experience where you pull up a bar stool and just keep ordering drinks from this thing but you get the kind of it's cool to do it once or twice or five or six times and then when they're not making drinks there's music and they kind of like i guess they're set computerized to kind of do a little dance to the um to, to whatever music is playing the arms that are bartenders so the bartenders pour your drinks and they do entertain you as well what else? Uh, 270, 270 Lounge. Uh, they have this area that's aft of the ship, and it's a show lounge. It's just called 270. So 270 is like they build it as the living room of the ship. But what it is is a place to eat during the day. Uh, you could have some drinks there. It's a bar. They'll give it uh, the nightclub night every once in a while. But they also have uh, production shows in there, but half human actors and half digital so what the the windows during the day are just a beautiful beautiful window and you could see the wake of the cruise ship and you could see the horizon and the the sun and the sea but then at night what they do is they turn it into a screen where they'll actually project they'll project i guess scenes scenery onto the screen and then there's these monitors these i think there's six monitors that are side by side that are in complete unison that are fully movable they move around, and it's what I'm trying to describe to you is very, very difficult. So, I would say check out the Quantum of the Seas 270 production show, and the technology that's involved. Like you have some human actors that are singing and dancing, and you know, then you have the background that's projected onto these windows, and then these monitors. I think are the real star of the show. Just what they put on there, just real some next level graphics, some highly, highly, I guess, um, synchronized. Uh, action and that that goes so well with whatever production that they're trying to put out there but i would definitely recommend checking that out i was really that was one of the most things i was excited about most about if i was ever going to sail in the quantum was checking out one of those shows because i heard it just floors you uh you know the 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 reviews on that show were just out of control it's like nothing you've ever seen forget about at sea anywhere in the world 
what else they have? they have a music hall uh it's mostly for live music they build it as like a music venue like one of those you know new york city style or wherever style theaters that you go to watch live music but it also sometimes doubles at the as the nightclub slash disco so that's the problem on, on these royal ships they don't really do a room that's just catered towards a nightclub and that's probably by design i don't know if they feel like that's kind of just leaving the whole people and singles wanting to go out and just dance the night away in a real cool atmosphere they still cater to it but you know how it is like you're gonna have 270 as you're gonna be your nightclub 270 is a very very tough tough room to fill whereas if you have a nightclub that's you know i don't know four four thousand square feet with bar space couch space and a cool little intimate dance floor it's gonna really feel like a fun you know like a like a land-based nightclub nightclub but if you have the 270 lounge just because you put a dj in there and play some you know new music or some edm or some whatever you're not going to get that vibe going so i guess maybe they're just not trying to go for that type of vibe but whatever you know each his own again that's why we're doing this show so you can hear what you like and you can know how to next time you book a cruise cater your booking towards what you're really into because again re-reference the show listen to it back over again uh what did tommy say about the entertainment or what do you say about the food on carnival because this is pretty much again everybody's going to have their own opinion but this is pretty standard across the board stuff when it's my opinion i reference that it was my opinion like when i told you i think improv sucks i didn't quite say it sucks but when i told you i'm not really into improv i told you that was kind of my opinion that's it all right getting back to the quantum class on royal they have (laughs) these guys have skydiving at sea you can put on a suit and a helmet and get blown up into the air on a cruise ship and have a skydiving experience. I guess they pay by the minute or 30 seconds. You get, I don't know, whatever. They have the flow riders, like I said, and they have what everybody needed at sea. And everybody thought, you know, how I can't believe it took this long to get bumper cars at sea. So you can uh, sign a waiver and get in a car and, uh, I guess, drive your bumper cars and bump into your friends or, you know, people you don't know on the cruise ship. I don't know. I don't know about the bumper cars. See, Royal Caribbean, that's the thing. Some of the stuff that they're doing is just so over the top. The ship, the ships that they are building are over the top. I mean, just blow, setting the industry on its ass. But sometimes you come across some of the stuff like, like, like bumper cars. And all right, so where does the innovation stop and the gimmickry begin? But so far, they're doing pretty well. The other thing is the harmony of the seas. So last month... This thing uh, set sail out of Fort Lauderdale. It was it was did the transatlantic. It was in Europe for a little while, but this thing holds five thousand four hundred seventy nine passengers. This is now officially the biggest thing that's at sea. It is the largest cruise ship in the world, um, and what they did was basically take the best of the both classes, which is it's technically an Oasis class ship doesn't 100% make sense because it has all of the features of the most of the features of the quantum class and it also is the newest ship so if you're going to go by a lot of times the you know they build ships a lot of times they finish one class before they start the other class in this regard i guess because of sheer size and uh i guess a lot of you know the shape and the layout i guess it is a oasis class ship so it's an oasis class ship but it did not leave behind any of the te- technology of a um, of a of a quantum class ship. You know, as far as the newness, as far as uh, the robotic bartenders, as far as you know the 
just the sheer, just overwhelming technological advancements, they, they, they took it all. They also added the abyss uh, slide, which is the largest slide at sea. You can go up, I think it goes 17 or 18 stories high, all the way down to the bottom. And uh, it got two of them, so you can technically kind of race your friend. Oh, man. it looks it, That freaking thing looks vertical. I don't know about a cruise ship slide that's basically vertible. Ver- vertible. Vertical. What else do we have here? All right, so those are the mega ships for Royal. Mega ships for Norwegian. So what do we got? Uh, their first one was pretty much the Breakaway. Uh, the Breakaway class consists of the Getaway as well. And then they have the Escape, which... For some reason, they just call that the Breakaway Plus class. They they have a new class. It's the Breakaway Plus class. Not as many of the bells and whistles as a uh, as a Royal has, because again, Royal. What's their word? Their word is wow. They're trying to wow you. That's part of their concept by taking things that you would never think you would see at sea and giving them to you, like like really pushing the boundaries. Norwegian Carnival, even though they'll get in the mega ship game, they're not necessarily going all out for the wow as much as Royal Caribbean. So what they did and brought to the table that was truly unique at the time was the boardwalk at sea. Uh, when I one of my first cruises I went on, I kind of envisioned that I was like, why don't they ever have like restaurants and bars that you can kind of walk across while you're next to the ocean, like on the promenade deck? And why why would you not? And they kind of built it, I guess you know. Great minds think alike. So they put a bunch of restaurants and bars and stuff so you can walk and you could have the sea on the right and you could have the all the brick-and-mortar restaurants and bars on your left and you can sit outside or you can sit inside, but it's basically seaside dining and drinking. Really, really cool concept. Um, they have a free fall on those slides and before the abyss the free flow their free fall was definitely the scariest and fastest water slide at sea also raceable you could race your friends norwegian's always been crazy with those water slides they do a really good job with the water slides um if that's what you do i I tried to go on one of them but i think my back fat got stuck to the side of it and i got stuck and i wasn't able to that was it for me one and done with the water slides um they have a chill-out ice room. I don't know if there's a bar in the room. I haven't been on the Breakaway or any of the Breakaway class ships, but they do have a chill-out ice room. They say it's uh, good for the you know good for the skin, good for the blood flow. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but they do have a chill-out ice room. I don't know if it's where you drink in or it's also an extension to the spa. I'm not really sure. They have the thing where you walk the plank. Now I don't know about this. <laughs> Would you guys walk the plank? Of course, you're strapped in, you're tied up, but you're legitimately, voluntarily walking on a plank off the side of the ship, like the old pirate days. Uh, I don't know. I will probably, again, have to give a call to my good buddy Jim Beam um, for that one. What else do they have? 678 Ocean Place, and that is uh, pretty much the central hub of the ship. It's like three or four decks high and it's the middle of the ship it's cut out they're all see you can see each deck you know and it's the center for all shopping restaurants bars like that's the main area that you want to go for all your entertainment and they centrally located it so that it's easy to get to it's still plenty spacious it looks really really sleek and really really modern but at the same time you're going to be able to see anybody who's anybody on the ship in that one area and you'll be able to kind of hang out all in a common area you won't have to worry about like, you know, for instance, on a lot of the old Norwegian ships, the spinnaker lounge is uh, forward on deck 12 and then 
the Bliss nightclub, which is a natural place where you go from one to the other, is aft on like deck five or four. So uh, in this, it seems like they brought everything a little bit closer together, so it made it a little bit more bar hopping friendly. Man, that was a rough walk a few times. The freaking <laughs> spinnaker. You're drinking all day, and then spinnaker almost finishes you off. And then to really get finished off, you got to go all the way to Bliss and uh, a couple of, you know, couple of rough waves and you're uh it's a it's a rough commute over to bliss you wanted to call an uber from the front to the back of the ship which you can't really do um oh by the way the norwegian ship is when the only time at sea where i was ever and i hate to admit this and i wasn't about to admit it while it was going on i'm, I'm at dinner with uh marie uh who i one of the one of our friends who we cruised with and we're in the french restaurant i get the crappiest steak in the world as i say don't i, I didn't i didn't it's my fault. I shouldn't have ordered a thick steak at uh, the French restaurant. Having said that, we're in the North Atlantic on day nine, coming back, and tomorrow we're going to get into New York. The following day, we're going to get into New York. We had these uh, – this ship was listing so bad. I mean the rolls were terrifying to the point where things were dropping left and right. All the alcohol fell off the bar, and at least five or six bottles broke. We're sitting there in the restaurant. Some people had, you know, the champagne set up, you know, like the tray that the, the stand with that's got the ice bucket. They were falling left and right, and everybody had that nervous laughter, almost like I don't really fly too much, but if you have bad turbulence on a plane, everybody's like, everybody's like acting like they're not nervous, but they're kind of smiling and laughing, but they are really shitting their pants. This is what this was like. We were sitting next to one of the windows, and the view was terrible because you had we had to hold our stuff onto our table, and uh, you look out the window, you see nothing but sky, and then the ship rolls, and you look out the window, and we're on deck, I don't know six, and out the window you literally see you're underwater, like not underwater, but you see the wave waterline of the wave above the window. Um, yeah, that was scary. So. I guess where I was I going with that? Oh, so yeah, when you're trying to walk from Spinnaker to Bliss in the condition you're in, and then with those types of sea conditions, it can get kind of rough. All right, so what else do they have on Norwegian megaships? Multi-level sports complex. With the properties of a megaship, what is it? What is it really? It's a brand new ship pretty much. Also, it can hold, you know, f- close to 4,000 guests, I would say. What, three to 3,500 to 4,000 guests? And in addition to that, it has some innovations on it that you don't see on other ships. Also, it's got just next level of everything. It's like we're going to get to Carnival in a second, but, you know, we'll get to Carnival right now. So they also, Norwegian also has a multi-level sports complex. So getting to Carnival, they're going to finally get into the mega ship game. They don't really seem to be hell-bent on uh, doing the wow factor. And, yeah, we're Carnival. We are the biggest and baddest cruise line. We have the most money. We are, you know the big corporation of of the monster but at the same time they're not letting ego get involved so they don't seem to be like you know what royal comes out we gotta they don't feel the need to answer royal caribbean's harmony of the seas what they make up for what they lack in uh 
you know, impressiveness and wow factor in a ship, they make up for in just consistency and uh, flexibility, you know, all that stuff. So, but they did come out with the Vista, which is by far their biggest and baddest ship. 3,936 passengers can get on the Vista. They have a Skyride, which looks kind of cool. Uh, you, you, It also looks like a little bit of work. Uh, you go up and it's almost like a, looks like a ropes course, but you're suspended in midair and you pedal and you have the ability to circ- like navigate yourself around the ship by pedaling. But the view that you have, you're basically above everybody in the ship and overlooking the water. You probably go off to the side of the ship a little bit, I'm guessing. If not, you should, uh, just to give it a little bit of a thrill. But it's not really a thrill ride, you know what I mean? You're just kind of pedaling around, and it's more of just like a sightseeing, uh, unique point of view experience. Uh, you know, something that you never did. Well, what did you do? I mean, really, it's kind of cool. I would, I, I would really look forward to doing it. I wouldn't necessarily think that it might be the highlight of the cruise, but you sit in the little pod, and you know, whatever is like almost like a big wheel type setup, but you're probably fastened in a lot more secure than that. And then you just start pedaling, and you go along a track, and you could probably go around the whole ship or whatever the, whatever the track is. So that's the sky ride, and it looks kind of cool. Uh, they also have the first IMAX theater at sea. I don't know what they're showing on that thing, but I don't know. I'm not so into going to the movies while I'm on a ship. But again, depending upon what they're showing, it could be a cool experience. Uh, the dive-in theaters they have, they're not. That's I'm not saying that's an innovation or anything new mega ship related. But you know, I like that experience because you're outside, you're under the stars. There's a lot of people around. I don't want to walk into a movie theater on a ship. It's not quite the same thing to me. Um. So what else on Carnival Vista that would make it a mega ship and overly impressive? So every 2.0 upgrade that they make, they have it on steroids on the ship. Like if you look on the ship, they have the Havana Havana Bar, but they have it almost like looking like a resort. It's a bar and restaurant, nightclub-style setup, but it's also got a pool and hot tubs, and it's big. They have the uh, next-level Guy's Burger, but not only a Guy's Burger, they also have the Pig Anchor Guy's Smokehouse. So... I'm really, really looking forward to that. I would love to get some good barbecue at sea. I'm a barbecue fan. Uh, so every 2.0 they have, but they do it bigger. They do it better. The spa is much more spacious. The gym looks amazing. Uh, you know, everything on it, you know, is upgraded. It's just a huge, huge ship. Can fit a lot of people. It's brand new with that new cruise ship smell. And it's got everything you'd ever want, but not only just everything you'd ever want, everything you'd ever want done bigger, better, more modern, more advanced, and just sleeker than anything on any other Carnival ship. Um, And that's it. And that's why it's not necessarily, you know, you don't have a list of things to say about Carnival on their mega ship. uh, Because, again, they just did all the, the... the the Serenity deck, I mean, it just, just looks ridiculous. The Serenity deck on the Carnival Vista, I mean, looks just an, an oasis. It looks like an all-inclusive resort. So kudos to Carnival for finally getting into the megaship game. Uh, I probably, not probably, I definitely didn't cover everything. But I covered as much as I could. Uh, this may not have been the most entertaining haha laugh podcast, but... Uh, hopefully it was informative and hopefully you got some information out of it. If you have any questions beyond this, please do not hesitate to email me at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I will get you the answer one way or the other. I'll either know the answer or I'll get you the answer. If I screwed anything up, if you have any disagreements, if you think uh, improv comedy is way funnier than stand-up, tell me to you know go F myself on, via email. Let's have some fun. Let's have some back and forth. 
Also, please, iTunes rating. I'm going to go check. I think I'm up to 28 right now, 28 reviews. So that means 22 free cruises left to give out. Very, very easy way to get a free cruise. All you got to do is, uh, I don't care where you are. I know I got a few people and I see I see Australia out there starting to listen in. I love it. Uh, if you're in Australia, I'll get you the free cruise. Don't worry about it. If you're willing to come back to Florida, to cruise out of Florida and do a two-day Bahama trip, why not? Tie it into another South Florida trip. One of the be- most beautiful, most underrated cities in the, in, the, in the country is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Spend some time in Fort Lauderdale. That's all I got, guys. I uh, hope you... Uh, you know, battled your way through that podcast, and uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. There's a place where the boat leaves from and takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away. I love your big problems, you could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean.